Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the iOS Lead Essentials podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kayo. And in this episode, we'll reply to a common question we receive. How to ask for a raise as an iOS developer? Exactly. We've been receiving this question from many developers who are working hard, over-delivering, improving their skills, but they feel like their salary is not following their skill progression. Right. They know they deserve more but they don't know how to get it. Yeah, That's common. We get so focused on the technical skills, we forget other areas of our career. So you start wondering, should I be super transparent and ask for a salary raise based on my deliveries within the company? Or should I go out there, get a bunch of offers from other companies and ask them to match those offers? Right. Or you may be wondering, how much should I ask for? I don't even know how much my skills are worth. How much is the market willing to pay? Also, some people get salary review once a year and they only get a raise based on the inflation and they don't think it's fair because they've been improving, 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 delivering more value and they want to receive more than just a correction over the inflation. And so on. We all face those challenges. And throughout my career, I gathered a bunch of notes from books, courses and personal experience on how to negotiate better because I got bad deals and I got good deals in my career and I would like to share with you fair strategies that worked worked for me and I believe can work for you too awesome so the first point is you need to prepare before asking for a salary raise You need to prepare. You need to be prepared. Any kind of meeting you go, any kind of negotiation you go, you need to be prepared. You cannot just go there and say, can I get a raise? They say, why? And you're like, yeah. uh, because I deserve it? Right. Why? <laughs> Isn't like a, a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not how things work. Exactly. So you need to be prepared. You need to be ready for any scenario that can happen. Yes. You need to be ready for a no. You need to be ready for a yes. What to do in each case. By the way, not to underestimate or undervalue the confidence and the courage required to summon yourself and go ask for a raise in the first place, right? This is a very hard thing to do. This is a taboo in our industry. You know, yes. like we, we don't want to do... Uh, talk about these things but everyone th thinks about them and as you said like there are certain strategies that you can follow that yeah can can make uh, all the difference but i think that's an excellent point you know like have a plan be prepared know what to say you know because yes you summon the courage you're ready to go and ask for what you think you deserve that's that's a very big thing right but yeah like establish a plan Know, know what to say and know what the other person might say as well, you know, of course. And if you prepare, you have more courage. You'll be more confident as well. It's, it's very, very simple. If two people with the same level of contribution ask for a raise, but one is ready, prepared, and the other one is not, who is more likely to get what they want? <laughs> the one who prepared so you need to be the one who is ready who is prepared to go through this uncomfortable negotiation because it is yes 
So here are seven essential steps to prepare to any negotiation. This is from the book, Your Next Five Moves, but you can find those steps in any negotiation book because <laughs> they are essential. They are the core of getting ready to negotiate. One, consider the other party needs, desires, and frustrations. Remember that what motivates most people is fear, greed, or saving face. <laughs> so Very well put, yes. You need to understand the other party. What are their dreams? What are their fears? Because you're going to be readier to provide what they're looking for or to solve a problem they have. Mm -hmm. And understand that people usually respond better to loss than to gain. Yes. People prefer to avoid a loss than to gain something. Step two, anticipate what the other party will say. Three, develop a script or outline for what you want to say. This is part of being ready. Write down what you want to say, rehearse it, anticipate anything the other party will say. Yeah. And four, role play the meeting several times, several times to prepare for different reactions, positive, negative, be ready. Exactly. And throw some curveballs in there, you know, not just the, the things that you think that are more likely to happen, you know, just be ready, you know, for tough questions. Exactly. Step five, ask trusted advisors to point your blind spots. You know, you can present your script, your outline and role play with someone you trust that can point your blind spots. Thing you may be missing in there. Number six, put yourself into the best possible frame of mind before the meeting. Actually, before anything you do, you need to put yourself in a positive frame of mind. For example, before a meeting, maybe watch some comedy. Right. You know, something that's going to put you in a good mood. Yeah. Like before we record this podcast, I usually watch some comedy sketches just mm. to put me in a positive mood. So it's important to put yourself in the best possible frame of mind for your negotiations. And step seven, build the reputation for over-delivering. This is key. If you have this reputation, people know you are valuable to the business, to the company, to the team. You are more likely to get better deals because you've built a good reputation. People want you. They want to work with you. They want you to stay there. So you have more options to stay there, to negotiate. Yeah, I mean, over-delivering all the time and others knowing about it is all you need to, you know, like you can always justify your asking for a raise or whatever it is that you want, you know, because of that, because of the tremendous value you provide, because of the problems you solve and not just the problems you solve, it's like how also these problems that you solve, how make your boss, your manager look like, right? Which, of course, like it's going to make him look very good. And that's part of the <laughs> whole deal as well. Exactly. Help them achieve more because if they achieve more, you achieve more. Exactly. Exactly. Put that's it. Ego on the side. Yes. There. Make your boss look good. 
because then you will look good. <laughs> that's it. So that's it. The seven essential steps to prepare to any negotiation. Consider the other party needs, desires, and frustrations. Anticipate what they might say. Develop a script. Role play the meeting several times. Ask trusted advisors to point out your blind spots. Put yourself in the best possible frame of mind and build a reputation for over-delivering. Yeah. So let's break down how you can get the most out of the preparation phase. One thing is essential. You need to learn negotiation techniques because the other party will know those techniques. They would use it. Your boss is probably a good negotiator, better right. than you. Negotiating with employees, with customers, with providers, vendors, etc. It's part of their job. So they are better at it than you. So you need to be ready as well. You need to know some negotiation techniques. There are books and courses you can take, you should take, if you yeah. want to progress in your career. So you need to learn negotiation techniques. Because 99% of people or developers we talk to, they don't know how to negotiate. That's not their area of expertise. They only need to negotiate or they think they only need to negotiate once a year when they ask for a salary raise. Right. Some people may even feel like negotiation is a bad thing. It's like manipulating yeah. people to do something yeah. they don't want to. But we negotiate every day. Every day. Not only once a year. Because negotiation is just an exchange of ideas between people that want to reach an agreement. Yes. That's what it is. There's nothing shady about it. There's nothing bad about it. Sure, you can push and be a bad negotiator that just want to take the most of everyone and never give back. But that's a different thing. Negotiation is simply, again, an exchange of ideas between people that want to reach an agreement. There's nothing shady about it, so let's break this taboo right now. You need to get good at negotiation because it's what's going to help you achieve fair agreements with others for both parties. And if you don't know even the basics, at least the basics, you probably won't get the results you expect. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of times in our careers, we're going to be dealing with tough negotiators and they're going to take everything from you. They're going to yeah. find a way. If you don't know how to negotiate, even the basics, at least, you won't get the results you expect. You may even be taken advantage of. So, what not to do when negotiating salary? One, don't go to extreme positions. So don't push too much up front. For example, if you expect a 25% increase because you got a new promotion or you achieved key metrics in the business, don't start by asking double or triple your salary. If you want 25% increase, don't go crazy asking for double and triple because that's not a good strategy. This right. strategy, the idea behind this approach of asking a lot upfront is to get your boss to counter offer less and then you pretend to compromise a little bit until you reach the 25% <laughs> that you wanted in the first place. So this can work. Yes, it can work. But it readily works as an employee because your boss probably knows more than you about negotiation. They know this trick. They know what you're trying to do. And they know you're trying to be smart. And they're going to use that against you. Because you go into extreme 
position up front, what they're gonna do? They're gonna counter with an extremely low, <laughs> yes, counter offer. They're gonna exactly. say no, five percent. I can give you five percent, and they're gonna stick with five percent until you compromise, and you end up accepting maybe ten, when you wanted twenty-five. Yes. So although it looks fine on paper to ask a lot, and then compromise, compromise until you reach the number you want. It usually doesn't work because your boss knows what you're doing and he's better yeah. negotiating than you are. Maybe it works in the movies, <laughs> you know, but yeah, probably not that often in, in real life. But it's the other thing is also that your boss probably knows exactly what you're worth and, you know, like what, what your efforts are worth. So just like if you're asking three times more, let's say, then you're you're out of touch with reality, you know, and this of course is gonna play against you, you know. Like you're you're talking to uh to your boss, you're communicating with your boss, and both parties know exactly what their uh what the fair price would be. So yeah, I think as you said, like I don't I don't think that's a good strategy either. It's gonna again maybe it works in the movies, but not in real life. Exactly. And it will limit your negotiation options. Because yes. now, it's as you said, it's an ego battle. Who is going to get the most out of this negotiation? Because it's not about the, the race anymore. Now it's about who can get the best deal here. Yes. Which is it's not what you want. Because there will be no space to find more creative ways you yes. know, to, to improve your situation. As you said, you won't be able to justify that number. Yeah. But your boss... We'll come up with many reasons yeah. why 5% is a fair increase. Exactly. <laughs> right, for example, crisis. Oh, we have limited budget this year. It won't be fair to other employees. You know, so your boss can come up with many reasons why 5% increase in this case would be reasonable. Yes. But you cannot justify doubling your salary. So, careful. The more explanations is required for your race, the more difficult it becomes to negotiate. So you need to be reasonable and provide evidence, metrics, numbers. Otherwise, it will become an ego battle and the conversation will get tricky, heated, complicated, and there won't be a lot of space to actually negotiate. Exactly. Because in this situation, one is going to win and the other is going to lose. And that's not great in negotiations. Especially with your boss. You want to be working there for a long time. So you want to find win-win scenarios. Otherwise, always one side is going to be unhappy and that's not going to lead to good things. Yeah. Which brings us to the next point. Although you shouldn't go too extreme, you also shouldn't go too soft. Right. <laughs> you need to be very assertive during the negotiation. You need to bring numbers, metrics. Yeah. You need to track your work and the impact it has on the business. And you need to be assertive. Don't go there saying, uh, sorry, boss, do you think one day maybe it will be possible to probably <laughs> get a raise? No, yes. there's no objective. Everything is a possibility in the future, maybe somehow, but there's no metrics, there's no deadline, there's no date for it to happen. Of course, you'll probably say, sure, one day, maybe, possibly, yes. <laughs> That's, that's possible, but not now. 
Yes. So you need to be more assertive. So don't go too soft. Yeah, and this this is going to happen at least in the beginning because of the fear, you know. So you, you say, because if you think about like asking for a raise is something bad, is something that you don't deserve, is something like maybe the other person is going to look at me, you know, in a certain way that, you know, I just perceive it as bad, then you might try to ease on the whole situation by putting words like you said like maybe one day you know yes two percent one percent you know like stuff like that which what shows to the other person is first of all this is like completely transparent immediately but what really shows to the other person to the boss to the manager is the fact that you don't haven't done your your actual homework you know like you, you don't know your facts because maybe you're worth like 20 percent, you know more for example but you can't frame things in such a way to actually justify again like hey i completed these metrics you know like i reached these numbers i helped to i don't know xyz right there you know i've taken more responsibility yes exactly right so so this is this is becoming immediately transparent that yeah you you don't know your facts and then uh this plays against you it's not in your favor but you think it's in your favor because mm. you're being very you know like walking on your on your toes there trying not to make any cause problems trouble all that stuff but that's yeah like that's a very big no-no you shouldn't it's not that there's going to be an absence of fear while doing these things, right? Fear mm-hmm. might be there for everyone, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable. Of course. Yes, exactly. I don't think anyone is, uh, you know, like wants to go through these things. But depending on your goals in life, of course, like you need to go through these things. And there is, again, like a recipe for how to make the most out of it. Exactly. And as you said, it shouldn't be a taboo. You shouldn't think that you're being greedy because if you have the metrics, if you're taking more responsibility, if you are over-delivering your work, you are giving more to the business, at some point you should get back as well. Yes. So it's not about greed. It's about getting what you're worth, what you're working hard for. So don't let it be a taboo. So don't go too soft. Use metrics. And at the same time, don't accept random offers when you ask for a raise. If they offer you something below your goal, let's say 5%, again, you can say thank you and ask the criteria they used to reach that number. Yeah. Because if you understand the criteria, you might be able to raise the offer. Yeah. For example, they might say, well, it's based on the inflation can counter with oh okay thank you and explain that you've taken much more responsibility as we said i've taken much more responsibility in the last 18 months and have achieved x y z which helped the company meet targets a b and c and you can also present that a quick market research showed that developers with the same level as you make x so you are asking for a reasonable amount so not saying that you got offers from other companies. You just check the market and people with the same level of experience and contribution as you, they are making X. So you're asking for a reasonable amount and make sure that 
you explain that I'm not looking for a position elsewhere. I want to stay here. I just want a, a reasonable agreement with you. Makes sense. You're not pushing and threatening to leave. Yes. Because that's not that's going to work against you. Exactly. And don't also think about inflating the number uh, in the market because most probably the the managers know even better than you what these numbers are mm-hmm. uh, truly are so this is no opportunity to you know ask for more <laughs> that's it so you need to understand the criteria used when you receive a random offer for a race mm. you know they may also bring the word fair into <laughs> play such as this is a fair offer be careful with the word fair because fair usually makes you feel like you are being unfair. Mm-hmm. If you ask for a raise and they say, well, but this is a fair amount we are offering you. And say, oh, so I'm saying I'm being unfair. It attacks you. So you'll automatically be defensive and you probably will make concessions because you want to be fair. Who doesn't yes. want to be fair? Yes. So careful when you're negotiating and someone brings the word fair into play. You need to put a word aside. You can ask them to explain how you are mistreating them. Oh, I'm sorry, like, can you explain how I'm being unfair? I don't want to be unfair at all. Yes. I want to find a fair agreement. So we need to get the fair word out of the picture because it's often used to manipulate the negotiation to put you in a defensive mode. So be careful. And if you don't get a raise, don't take it personally. You know, you're maybe not getting it right now, But if you want to work in this company, if you like being there, don't take it personally. Don't think your boss doesn't care about you. There are many factors that will prevent you from getting a raise right now. Mm -hmm. But this is about right now. So try to understand the reasons and how you could help more the company and grow in that company. How you can grow in that company. Maybe during a time of crisis now, the company is cutting costs. They might have even fired some people, which means... It would be much harder for you to get a raise when people next to you are being fired. Yes, exactly. So maybe that's not the time you will get what you need, want, or deserve. So don't take it personally. Yeah, and it's also it's also part of the word fair, you know, and the whole perception of the fairness of the situation. You know, like maybe you don't get a raise and... You think it's unfair and then, you know, the business has to lay off a bunch of people or they can't meet their obligations. And, you know, so one party says, but I I deserve a raise. And the other party says, like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) we're struggling here to survive, you know. So that's that's also what, what we said before about knowing your facts, you know, like search for that sort of information. Ask around, you know, like you should know what what's what's going on so you can have more information to negotiate something that, that makes sense for everyone you know no one compromises. like you don't want to compromise here you want everyone to be happy because of the synergy of things you know like your contribution and their contribution win-win yes. you should look for win-win situations because maybe you are a very good negotiator and you can get whatever you want you can be very pushy and always get what you want with no regards to the other person. Right. And maybe that worked in the beginning, but at some point, no one will want to negotiate with you because you are the person that gets, gets, gets and never gives. Yes. So you don't want that. You want win-win scenarios so you can grow together, can achieve more together. 
Because your objective is to grow in your career. Not to point out that your boss is unfair or is wrong. Exactly. And maybe you don't get a salary raise, but you can be creative and find other ways of increasing your compensation. Maybe you can get them to pay you for courses mm -hmm. or you can get more holidays, more time off. You know, there are different ways you can achieve your goals rather than just money. So if you attack your boss with judgment, they will just be defensive as well. You're not going to negotiate salaries anymore or your future in the company now is just about personal issues, ego battles again. You try to prove they're wrong they're going to try to prove that you are wrong and this is not going to be productive. It's not going to get you anywhere. Even if you're 100% right, remember your goal is to negotiate a raise, a better future in the company, not to fight. What are you going to get with a fight? Nothing. So this is the things you should not do during a negotiation. Now, the things you should do when negotiating a salary. So number one, negotiate what really matters. Interests. Win-win situations. So focus on what you want to achieve and be open on how to get there. Be open. Be creative. You need to understand, again, what the other party wants. Their fears, their dreams their frustrations. So you can start by asking, what does it take to be successful here? What does it take to be successful in this company? Mm -hmm. So you learn what's important to them. Yes. Because if you know what's important to them, you can focus on delivering that. It's going to make your life so much easier. You're going to be able to provide so much more value to them. Yes. In fact, this, this can be one of the questions you ask in your initial interview with, a, with the HR rep or the team lead or something like that. So you get an idea and understanding of how this uh, company works and you know, like how the environment is structured. Exactly. You need to understand when you're joining a company what it takes to succeed there. Yeah. Because if you don't know what success means to the team, if you don't know what metrics you need to aim for, you're not going to have anything when you're negotiating a race or a new position or a promotion because you're just working randomly and maybe what you think is valuable is not valuable to them. That's that's it. <laughs> exactly. Like you may be coming from another environment that you thought ABC was valuable and now you're in a new environment and maybe they don't even care about ABC, you know? Like, exactly. So... So again, look for win-win situations rather than who will win more or take more from the other. And I think the best advice to know what the others want, need, or their frustrations, their fears, is to listen before you speak. Mm -hmm. Always listen more than what you say. Listen, 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 because the more you know, the more information you have to negotiate. That's it. Just listen. So find out what's going on in the business during this time of crisis. How are they dealing with it? Are they doing well? Did they lose sales? Are they more profitable now? Some businesses are growing during these times. Yeah. Like massive growth. And you need to understand the impact you have in that growth. Or if the business is not doing well, how you can help them or how key you are to the operations to keep going 
in a good pace. Yes. Remember that people respond more to preventing a loss than to gaining something. So they need to understand what they would lose by losing you as well. Yes. So what kind of positive impact you have in the business? You need to know that when you're presenting your case for a raise. You also need to understand what can they offer you other than money. Also, what's absolutely out of negotiation? Absolutely out of the negotiation. And again, you need to write down, create a script and role play, role play over and over with a trusted advisor that can show you your blind spots. Yes. Also play it in your head, role play it over and over from your point of view and from your boss point of view. Put yourself in their shoes and imagine you coming in the room and start having a conversation from their point of view. Why not? Be ready. Yes, exactly. And take notes from both points of view, not just yours, but your boss. And try to find solutions where both win. For example, if you get a raise, what will other people in the team think when they find out? Will they also ask for a raise? And now your boss needs to give a raise to everyone, a 25% raise to everyone during a time of crisis. Maybe that's not ideal. So you need to understand that that's what your boss will be thinking. Well, if I give you a raise, am I opening a precedence for other people to also ask and put me yeah. on the spot here? So you need to proactively understand the things your boss will think. So you're ready to address them during the negotiation because they might bring it. For example, you can tell your boss, that everyone in the team believe I deserve that. So what will they think if I don't get this offer? Will bring the team morale down? Like, oh, if he didn't get it, or if she didn't get it, I believe I won't get it, so I better just leave the company. You know, right. so there's this pros and cons of giving someone a raise. Someone that deserves it. Yes. Because someone deserves and doesn't get it, what kind of message are you sending to the whole company? Yeah. That people that deserve raises don't get it. So people are going to underperform because like, doesn't matter what I do, I'm not going to get the raise. Yes. Like this person is giving their 100%, they're over delivering and they don't get a raise. So why would I over deliver as well? Mm. Makes sense. Can you understand how it goes both ways? The positive and negative is very much a point of view, depending on the case. So that's why you need to be ready. So when you make your list of the items you want to negotiate, Write down next to it the direct consequences of getting or not getting it. So you understand the impact of the items you are negotiating. Yeah. The direct impact you will have on the team, on the business, on your life. And you are ready to reply if they bring it up. They probably will bring it up. Yes. So be ready. Be ready. Another example. If you are getting promoted, will you leave a hole in the team? Who will perform your tasks from now on imagine you're promoted to team lead who's going to perform your job now let's say as a senior developer do you have someone else to put in place or would the company have to hire someone new but if you already present an alternative a solution to that problem that's it it's much more likely that you will get the promotion exactly and imagine if you already proactively are solving this problem by over-delivering and, you know, helping everyone and improving constantly the team, the product, the code base, everything. And you don't have these problems in the first place. <laughs> That's it. If you're getting a promotion, you can propose someone else to take your place. 
someone yes. that you trained personally that is up to the task because you don't want to leave a hole in there. And if you don't train others to do what you do, you're going to be in that position forever. Make sense? That's it. And again, think outside the box. It's not just about money. So make a clear list of what's essential and what is optional on your side of the negotiation. Because you need some kind of flexibility when you're negotiating. Mm -hmm. You rarely will get 100% of what you're asking. So you need to understand the things you can sacrifice and the things that really, really matter to you. Right. For some people, it's more money. For some people, it's more free time to enjoy with their families. Maybe they have a new child. So you need to know what is essential and what is optional so you can negotiate better. And that's personal. Only you can decide. Yes, yes. exactly. So you're saying here, for example, let's say you want, I don't know, a 10% raise on your salary, but they, they can't give you that. But maybe they can give you shares or they can give you one extra day off or work from home like three days mm -hmm. a week or a month, right? Or they can move you to a new team where you can grow, where they're working on something more interesting that has mm -hmm. more prospects to help you grow in the company and deliver more value. Right. There are many things you can do. You can ask for training that will increase your skills and later help you deliver more value and get a raise or a promotion in the future as well. So you need to be flexible because it's better than all or nothing. If you go to a negotiation all or nothing, I either get what I want <laughs> or I quit. That's probably not very effective because you will create some conflict with your boss. Yeah. Conflict. And they will remember this next time you come for a race. <laughs> yes, exactly. So be creative. It's not all about money. Negotiate more free time, bonuses based on clear goals and metrics. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't get a salary raise, but you can negotiate. If I achieve X, Y, Z, would you give me a 10% bonus at the end of the year? Yeah. You know, you can ask them to pay for courses, can be transferred to other projects, better projects, you can get more holidays in a year. So here's a quote from the book, Never Split the Difference, a negotiation book. Be pleasantly persistent on non-salary terms. The more you talk about non-salary terms, the more likely you are to hear the full range of their options. If they can meet your non-salary requests, they may even counter with more money. This is very common when people need more day-offs or they want more holidays. If you're persistent about it, they may even offer you more money but not take the holidays. Right. This happens all the time. So be persistent on non-salary terms because they'll see that you're not greedy, you're just not doing things about the money. It's yeah. not just about the money. So that's going to help you open up your options. Because as long as you start a friendly discussion, you have room to negotiate win-win situations. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to negotiate with your boss and you only bring one term, which is salary, you don't have a lot of options. Right. But if you bring a list of things, some that are essential, some that are optional, you have more room to negotiate in friendly yes. terms. So if you're expecting a 10% raise, but they offer you 5%, you can ask, what else can you offer me? Mm -hmm. 
don't just take the 5%. If they say it's 5% or nothing, that's all we, we can do right now. There is a crisis. You can say, thank you very much. I think for now, 5% might work. But what else can you offer me? And wait, just let them speak. Yes. They will come up with other solutions. The more you know, the better. Exactly. That's it. You have your goals, your agenda. If it's not met, you know, like you have more information now to see what you're going to do next. That's it. You can even accept a low raise right now as long as they review it in six months or in three months. Mm -hmm. You can say, okay, I understand the problems, the company right now, and I really want to stay here, really like working here. So 5% works right now, but can we reveal this number in three months? Because maybe in three months, the company is going to be in a better position. And right. I'm going to be working hard to help the company get in that position. Exactly. Exactly. Because when you negotiate, you're not just negotiating the current race. You need to negotiate the next step as well. Mm -hmm. You need to be ready for the next step. Otherwise, you negotiate a race now. And one year from now, you're going to get the next race or the next negotiation talk. No, you need to have a date for the next one and metrics on how to get there. And another thing you need to do when you're negotiating is to present your requests in order. The order matters here. So now, Ray, <laughs> the order matters. So first, present the items you want to negotiate and only after you present the values or the amount of what you're asking. So let's say you want a raise of 25%. You shouldn't go to your boss and just ask, I want a raise of 25%. Now you need to break down this 25% into negotiable percentages. For example, if you want a raise based on the amount of time you've been working there, plus inflation, and also a promotion, don't mix them into one big 25% or 50% raise. Break it down. So identify within this 25-50% raise you want a breakdown of requests and ask the biggest request first. For example, if you want a promotion, you can say, I'm looking to get a promotion to a position of more responsibility. I've been developing my skills and I'm ready to take on bigger challenges. Mm -hmm. So you're offering to take bigger challenges to help the business grow to deliver more value to them, take more responsibility, make their lives easier. Yes. But don't, don't negotiate the number yet. Just negotiate a promotion to get more responsibilities and bigger challenges to help the business grow. That's it. If your boss agrees, then you go to the next item. So you can say, moreover, I believe it would be possible to readjust my salary based on how long I've been working here. So that's the second item on your list. And lastly, you go to the obvious one, the inflation, which is pretty much a given in most places. So the biggest one first, you go for the promotion to get more responsibility, bigger challenges to help the business grow. Then you explain that based on the years you've been working there, you also deserve a raise. And finally, you also expect a raise based on the inflation. And if you get yes in all of those, then you negotiate the amount for each item separately. And this is just an example. It's not just three items. 
Depends. Could right. be five, could be two, ten. Depends what you want to negotiate. But you need to break it down and present it. Biggest request first and the more obvious requests last. And first you present the ideas and then you negotiate the amount. And the next item is to be positive. As we said in the beginning, a lot of people will ask their bosses for raises using threats, <laughs> aggressive approaches. Hey, I got these three offers from other companies, paying much more, we will match them or I will leave. I mean, I've done that. You worked, but it doesn't help you going forward. It doesn't help you because now your boss cannot rely on you. They don't trust you anymore. Right. You could leave at any point. So they either going to make your job redundant so they don't have to depend on you or they will find a replacement as soon as possible. Yes. That's the reddest of <laughs> flags that you can raise. So you need to be positive and avoid threats. Otherwise, they'll be defensive and they'll find a way to not depend on you because they see you as not reliable anymore. Make sense? That's it. So be positive and make sure they don't feel threatened. You are on the same side. You want to achieve goals together. So find win-win situations. So if you're going to present what the market is paying, you don't need to show it in a way like you either give me a raise or I leave. Just present. People in my position with the same level of contribution is making X. Mm -hmm. And I think it's reasonable that I get similar compensation. Make sense? Yeah, exactly. It's not a threat. Make sure they understand that you're not looking to move anywhere. You like working there. And that's why you want to negotiate a reasonable compensation so you can both work together long term. Mm -hmm. So be positive and show enthusiasm, commitment and desire to grow in the company. And finally, once you negotiate a salary make sure to also define metrics for the next raise right exactly otherwise you don't know <laughs> you're gonna be in the dark exactly if you just negotiate what's happening right now what about the next race maybe it's gonna pass three years until your next race no mm -hmm. don't wait until next year to negotiate as soon as you get a raise set metrics for the next one sit down with your boss set goals and success metrics. What success means to you and your boss for the next race. So you have clear direction what to work towards for the next one. Make sense? That's it. And again, you may think that this is like greedy or something. It's going to make their life easier as well, you know, because there is now a contract that is being established between you and management and both parties have you know, like a shared goal. They they know what needs to be done, right? So exactly. And if you are a manager, if you're the boss, you want those success metrics. You want your employees to know about those success metrics because it's what's gonna keep them motivated towards the right goals. Absolutely. To help the business achieve their goals as well. So you need to set those metrics. Yes. With your employees. And if you are an employee, you need to get your boss to set these metrics with you as well. Yes. It's win-win. Yes. It's not greedy. 
and always keep looking for ways to provide more value. How? Understand what success means to the business and help them achieve it. All right, that's it for this podcast. If you want to learn more about us, visit academy.essentialdeveloper.com. Let us know your thoughts, your comments, your questions. We'll see you again next time. Bye, y'all. See ya.